listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, big guest for everybody this week. We're going north of the border we're bringing aboard GLCW promoter and the master of Blizzard Brawl, Mr. David Hero, will be joining us this week to talk about the massive event on December the 4th up in Waukesha. So stay tuned for that. All right. So it's been a busy few weeks in professional wrestling, and this past weekend was no exception on the local scene and the national scene. Let's hit WWE Survivor Series real quick. Last Sunday night, at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. You had your traditional Raw versus SmackDown format, and Raw's Seth Rollins won the men's traditional elimination Survivor Series match. And then we had Bianca Belair winning the traditional women's Survivor Series match. So Raw wins both of those. And Raw also won the women's champion match between the Raw women's champion Becky Lynch and the SmackDown women's champion Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch won by some nefarious means, but Raw again wins there. But in the main event, SmackDown's Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeats Raw's WWE Champion Big E. And it was a solid, if not spectacular show. I know WWE's had a lot of bad press lately because of the releases. And yeah, I'm very upset about a lot of those myself. A lot of good men and women losing their jobs at at a very bad time of the year toward the holidays. and. It's, it's very tough, and I, I really wish I could wrap my head around what WWE thinks sometimes with some of these releases, but um, they really need to use people on the roster better, and when they don't use them, this is what happens. They end up releasing them, and it's like this is the waste of time for these talents. I mean, yeah, they're getting paid pretty well. They're getting compensated very well, but unfortunately, they're on the bench. They're not doing anything. And now they're waiting for non-competes to expire and then going back maybe to independent wrestling or possibly AEW, Impact Wrestling, Japan, wherever. But good luck to those men and women who were recently released by WWE, and it's very, very sad. But again, Survivor Series, solid show. I mean, I don't know if there's anything super, super memorable about it, but it's definitely very watchable if you go back and watch it on Peacock. NXT and Chicago's Red Hot in NXT. Cora Jade is part of the Women's War Games match coming up on Sunday, December the 5th at the NXT War Games special on Peacock. Cora Jade will be teaming up with Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, and a mystery partner to take on Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai in a War Games match. I mean, wow. All of a sudden, Cora Jade getting some shine in NXT, and I love it. Also, on the Chicago beat for NXT, Tony D'Angelo picked up his biggest win to date. The former Joey Areola defeats Dexter Loomis 
on last week's NXT 2.0 broadcast. So congratulations to both Cora Jade and Tony D'Angelo for rising up the ranks of NXT. All right, let's hit the local scene. We had a lot of great events this past weekend. Last Friday night, it was Freelance Wrestling's Purple Poppy's Big Birthday Blowout at the Logan Square Auditorium. We had two matches in the Freelance World Title Tournament. Craig Mitchell spikes GPA, beats him in that long-stemming rivalry between the two men. Craig Mitchell advances to the finals of the tournament, where he will take on Robert Ego Anthony, who defeated Effie in the other semifinal match. And in another great, great effort by Storm Grayson, he defeats Jordan Oliver. That man is on fire. He's also the freelance underground independent champion. He's getting chances with AAW now, and the the kid is going up very, very quickly, and Storm Grayson is one to watch. In the Sheelance Scramble 2, Missa Kate comes out victorious. Very opportunistic win for Chicago Sweetheart. She defeats the returning Kylie Ray. So she's back after a little over a month away. Laney Luck was also in that match. Blaironix and Guerrera de Briseñas. So Kylie Ray's back. Welcome back, Kylie. She recently posted on her social media at I am Kylie Ray on Twitter that she's 30 days sober again. She's getting the help she needs. She seems very happy from what I saw through the broadcast and IWTV. And our thoughts and our prayers continue to be with Kylie as she returns on this journey. And we're definitely behind Kylie as she builds herself back up into freelance wrestling. Also, three-on-two handicap match, the Bang Bros and Angel Escalera defeats the two-man take-it-home records team of Darren Corbin and Bucky Collins. Mikey was not there for some reason. So it was two-on-three. Take-it-home records wanted to continue to wrestle. They wanted to do it in the handicap match, but unfortunately, it was a mistake for them as the Bang Bros and Angel Escalera come up with the victory. Warhorse and Dan the Dad defeat Hysteria. That's Cole Radrick and Sage Phillips. Warhorse hits the big Randy Savage elbow, gets the three count. Then we had Cody Lane defeating Everett Connors. And midway through the show, they had a nice little celebration for Matt Nix's birthday. Came out, say some nice words. There's this big purple blobby thing in the ring. And of course, you knew it was going to be somebody. And of course, here I am thinking, okay, Project Monix is going to jump him again. He's going to be the guy in the big purple suit. The old um, kind of generic grimace suit. But no, it was Trevor Outlaw delivering the low blow. He unzips himself out of the suit. And he wishes Purple Poppy a very happy birthday with a very rude awakening. So great show from Freelance. A lot of fun. They are back next month. Freelance Underground is also back early December in Itasca. We'll talk about that in coming shows. Chicago Style Wrestling's Second City Showdown was last Friday night at the American Legion in Franklin Park. And these results, of course, once again, the great Steve Arendt helping me provide some of the color for the show. And in the main event, we have a new CSW champion as Milwaukee's own Joey Jet Avalon defeats Filth King Brubaker to win the championship, ending Filth King's 400-plus day reign as CSW champ. It was a brutally violent match. Sierra helped out a little bit as well. 
for Joey Avalon. Now to the rest of the show, we have CJ Esparza defeating Sierra, Axel Rico over Ryan Matthews, the CSW Hall of Fame inducted Ripper Manson, and Vito Two Fingers Fontaine was the inductor for Ripper Manson. Lots of Windy City alumni in attendance. The Mansons were there. Terry Allen was there. C. Red was there. Great showing from the old Windy City alumni. Then Steve Boz defeated Acid Jazz. And during the course of that match, Jazz ended up hitting Ripper Manson with the Swiss Mist. But Boz still ended up getting the victory. And in that unique double title match, the intergender match for the CSW Metro Division and the women's titles, Hades X1X and Heather Reckless, the two champions coming in, they retain by defeating Sky Blue and Saban Gage. Blanco Loco won the 10-man Ring of Dynasty Challenge, and he will get the next title shot at Joey the Jet Avalon in January. So Blanco Loco, Joey Avalon for the title in a couple of months. Then we had CNC Destruction retaining the tag championships over Mattel Valentine and Joey Mayberry, who was filling in for Jack Moody, who had an emergency and had to miss the show. Three-way women's match. We had Billy Starks defeating Dream Girl Ellie and Megan Bain. So another great show from Chicago Style Wrestling. They wrap up the year on a high note. They're coming back in mid-January with their next show. Berwyn Championship Wrestling last Saturday night, the 20th at the Berwyn Eagles Club. And we extend congratulations to the new BCW champion, the ice pick, Vic Capri. He defeats Shogun Chris Logan in the championship match. And they will return December 18th with Holiday Havoc. Special guest at that show for BCW, former WWE star and midnight rocker, Marty Jannetty. Last Saturday night, we also had SCW Southland Championship Wrestling, Feast or Famine, Turkey for Tots, at the Shabantz Civic Center in Shabantz. And these results, again, courtesy of our friend Steve Arendt. And the matches as they go down, Sean Mulligan defeats Cody James, Chris Ward over Miles Mercer, VJ Price defeats the returning Adam Cage by nefarious means, then we had Angel defeating Celine Gray, then we had the family, Ivan Manson and Jake Andrews, defeating Alliance of Hope, Bane X, and The Sheik. James Creed defeated the Cobra to retain the SCW Genesis Championship. Then we had Evil Gains Evil defeating Hunter Payne and Sean Mulligan, who was pulling double duty since Marco Anthony was unable to appear. And in the main event, we had the SCW champion JPH retaining over all day Marche Rocket. After the show, the SCW roster got in the ring and cut a promo on POW Entertainment. They sent them a strong message. Now, POW did not invade during this show. A lot of the POW roster was in Cadillac, Michigan for Eric Freedom's UWE show, but POW did have a video on their social media on Saturday, and led by Jimmy Blaze and Commissioner Chris Hedford, they talked about their war with SCW. So it's starting to heat up. Maybe we'll see something on December the 4th back at POW 
it will be interesting to see. I, I'm loving this old school territorial feud between POW and SCW and can't wait to see more to come out of it. And then the last show I want to talk about is All Heel Wrestling from this past Sunday. One Fall into Chaos. It was their debut show. It was a free show at Canlan Sports in Libertyville. And some of the results included Fletch Malone defeating Oso Turco to become the inaugural AHW Change of Fortune champion. Vic Capri defeats Paulie Tomaselli to become the inaugural Midwestern champion. The Foley brothers defeat Pornstash Peter Schwanz and Ethan Matthews to become the inaugural tag team champions. And the new AHW World Heavyweight Champion was determined in a three-way match. Gunner Wicks, the winner, defeating Pitt Stain and Chucky Bates in that one. And then after that, Fletch Malone attempted to cash in his change of fortune championship to take on Gunner, but Oso Turco laid him out. So no cash in and Gunner Wicks survives with that championship. Raven Radix defeats Blair Onyx to become the first ever AHW women's champion. And Dysfunction defeats Tyler Baggins in a deathmatch to become the inaugural AHW deathmatch champion. And in just a moment, we will talk some local events coming up this week. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, coming up this week, a couple of events just want to touch upon real quick. AEW brings Dynamite and Rampage to Chicago Wednesday night, November the 24th at Wintrust Arena in downtown Chicago, not far from McCormick Place in the South Loop area. It'll be a live Dynamite and then a taping for Rampage. And some of the matches announced for Dynamite include Chicago CM Punk against QT Marshall. Then we have Brian Danielson versus Chicago's own and the Dark Order's Colt Cabana. Eight-man tag, Cody Rhodes, Pac, and the Lucha Bros against Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, and FTR. That's like an NXT alumni all-star team right there. Wow. And then we have Thunder Rosa, very much beloved in the Chicagoland area. She's also the Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion. She takes on Jamie Hayter in a TBS Championship quarterfinal match. Moving on to an absolutely stacked AAW Pro Show, it's the Windy City Classic, Friday night, November the 26th, 115 Bourbon Street, South Suburban Marionette Park. We have the AAW Champion, Fred Yehai, defending against Linum Tournament winner, Matt Fitchett. Then for the AAW Women's Championship, Allison Kay defends the title against Sky Blue. AAW Contenders match for the championship. We have Josh Alexander versus Rich Swan versus Alex Zane versus a mystery opponent. So the winner of that match will be getting a future championship match against either Yehai or Fitchett. Then we have this eight-man ladder match with Ren Jones, Schaff, Storm Grayson, Gringo Loco, JC, Jake Lander, 
Davey Vega and Brayden Lee. That should be a good one. A lot of popular names in the Chicago area and AAW competing in that one. For the AAW Women's Championship Contenders match, four-way match with Charlie Evans versus Christy James versus Lady Frost versus Sierra. Then there's a Bourbon Street fight with the tag team of Ace Austin and Myron Reed against Hakeem Zane and Kalam. Silas Young faces Banders. Rush Jones takes on Larry D. Plus we have Jake Something, Alex Hammerstone, Ace Perry, and Dante Leon also on the card. And then Sunday, matinee show, crash-tested wrestling, mid-afternoon, crash-givings, Sunday, November the 28th at Morgan Monroe Hall in Hobart, Indiana. For the CTW Championship, all-day Marche Rocket defends against Filth King Brubaker. Then for the Chasing Destiny Championship, we'll have Sanji versus Nick Diamond versus Mike Strong versus Jared Kripke. Then we have Rage versus C-Red. In a tag team match, it's AJ Flyer and Michael Pierce versus Born to Fight. Another tag match, CNC Destruction, Cody James and Chris Miller against Jay Thunder and The Amazing Turtle. Then we have Hot Rod Daddy Andy against Counselor Eric Schultz. Luke Savage versus Wade Evans, plus Celine Gray will be there to address what's next for her. All right, a lot of good stuff going on in the Chicagoland area. Now, in just a few moments, we're going north of the border, bringing aboard GLCW promoter and the master of Blizzard Brawl, David Hero. Coming up next, here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling, plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Very excited to have a very special guest for the very, very first time on the program. He is one of Wisconsin's most legendary wrestlers, promoters, and personalities. He's the longtime promoter for Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome David Hero. Dave, how you doing? Well, that is quite the introduction. Much appreciated. I would, don't know if I'd classify myself as a wrestler, but uh, definitely a personality. That's for sure. Well, at one point you were in the ring doing a few things, right? I did. But let's be honest, I was rather terrible. You know what I mean? That's why I only did it once in a great while. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you have your son doing all that now, so. Oh, my God. He's, he, he's, he was way better than I was after his first match. He was, yeah, much better. Yeah, he's had a lot of different mentors uh, around. Uh, and I talked with Cal on the podcast a few months ago. And one of the things we talked about was having all the different wrestlers that would spend the night at you guys' house when he was growing up. So uh, I'm sure he uh, got a few nuggets of information here and there from all those guys over the years. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been a sponge. He just absorbs all the knowledge and what to do, what not to do. And uh, you know, yeah, he's uh, he is, it, it's clicking for him, which is uh, an amazing thing. Yeah, we'll get more to about Cal in a little bit, but the reason why we have you on this week, uh, we're going to talk about Wisconsin's biggest independent wrestling show of the year. 
and it's Blizzard Brawl back after a one year hiatus due to the COVID pandemic. It's Saturday night, December the 4th at the Waukesha County Expo Center. And that's just outside of Milwaukee. Bell time is seven doors at five. And at this point, we're going to be hitting the air on Tuesday and you guys are probably only about a hundred tickets or so left. So uh, if, you know, I'm sure you would advise fans hurry up and get the tickets now, right? Absolutely. Head over to blizzardbrawl.com. That right, that right now is the only way to buy tickets unless you want to dare and wait until the day of and try and get them at the door. But this has been the quickest selling blizzard brawl we've ever had. And, and the talent and the show proves that the fans have been hungry for wrestling. They're going to see an amazing show. They're going to see stars from just about every era and every company. Yeah, it's absolutely loaded. Um, you have former WWE stars. You have WWE Hall of Famers as special guests. You have Impact Wrestling stars. You have AEW stars. You have OVW. You, you got guys from everywhere. And um, let's get into the main event real quick. It's Adam Scher, the former Braun Strowman, and EC3 against Jake Something and Rohit Raju. And those are two guys you see in Impact Wrestling, and you also can see them in AAW Pro around Chicago. So that should be a very exciting main event. Now, is this Adam's first independent match since his WWE release? It's, yeah, he did, he did a match with EC3 uh, on their, their Control the Narrative pay-per-view. But as far as a match in front of an audience, in front of a crowd, a live independent show, yes. And from what he tells me, this is the only one for the year. So we are very flattered to get him. It's going to be a huge main event. I mean, you have both teams are almost identical. I mean, Jake something is a beast. Adam Scher, the Titan, he's a beast. And then you got the technicians and Rohit and EC3. I fully expect these two teams to tear it down. Now, Adam has some Wisconsin roots, and he actually showed up at one of your summer shows uh, a few months back. And um, was that just on a lark, or uh, did you invite him? He No, I mean, he was there. He's at, he actually built a house about 20 minutes away from where the show was in Ashapin. So he's in the area now. And when I saw him there, I mean, he had trimmed his beard way down, looked a little different, everything else. I'm like, God, you know, he looked familiar. And then I'm like, oh, it's Braun Strowman. And I thought once the show was going to start, he was going to scoot, and he didn't. He actually went, sat in the bleachers, cheered and booed, got the crowd uh, going, and afterwards, you know, a bunch of us went over to thank him because, I mean, by him staying gave us credibility. And uh, it was awesome. He said it was the first wrestling show he had sat in and watched since the first time he went to Monday Night Raw. So I mentioned to him, I'm like, hey, we got a big show in December. It's called Blizzard Brawl if you're in the area. He's like, yeah, he goes, let's talk later. So I waited a couple couple months. We linked up. We were able to get it to work out. And, you know, the former WrestleMania headliner is now going to be a main eventing Blizzard Brawl. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. A guy who just uh, beat Goldberg about a year and a half ago at an empty WrestleMania for the Universal Championship is main eventing your show. That is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how things can all happen in wrestling. And then let's get to some of the other things on this show, too. You have the GLCW Championship, and we got a guy who's uh, coming pretty close to two years holding that title. That's Backwoods Brown, and he's fighting former WWE superstar Val Venus. Yeah, talk about an interesting matchup. You have Val Venus, who has done everything all over the world, and then you have Backwoods Brown, the big beast, I call him. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's two obviously different styles of wrestling. 
and it's going to be a it's, it'll be the biggest test for Backwoods Brown as the as the current GLCW champion in the last two years. And Backwoods is probably building a lot of anger from some of those Chicago Bears losses recently. <laughs> so, if I were Val Venus, I'd be uh, very very uh, trepidatious. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm looking. I mean, that, that's an interesting match. I'm looking forward to see what Val Venus is going to try to do to get Big Backwoods off his feet. Yeah, and I was actually at your uh, show with Val back in, uh, I believe it was March, up at uh, Cedarburg. And uh, yes. you look like he's still, uh, he definitely still had it on the mic. And it uh, looks like he still had it in the ring, too. So I, I would be willing to bet he'd be ready uh, with his cunning and everything to uh, take yeah, on. I mean, he's another guy that is not doing a lot of independent wrestling shows. He does a lot of appearances. Uh, but, you know, I've known Val for 20 years. And it's like, hey, we got Blizzard Brawl. He, he's always wanted to be a part of Blizzard Brawl. And he's like, Let, let's do it this year. Good deal. Um, now we move on to the OVW National Heavyweight Championship. It's Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard, the champion, defending against your son, the Fanny Peck Kid, Cal Hero. Yeah, so interesting. I mean, we were looking for the, you know, the, the right match for Jesse and, of course, you know, the right match for Cal. And I was talking with Al Snow, who uh, owns and runs and operates OVW. And we thought, hey, why not give the hometown kid a title match and, and see what he can do? So uh, both very similar styles. You're not going to see a lot of dives and flips and 450 splashes and that kind of stuff. You're going to see two guys that go out there and they're going to wrestle and, and they're going to work. Uh, the exciting thing is uh, Hall of Fame referee Earl Hebner is the special guest referee for this match. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for Cal for now. He gets the, he's, it's his first singles match at Blizzard Brawl and he's excited to show the fans in Waukesha how much he's learned in the last 10 months at OVW. Now, Earl Hebner's going to be there, so you never know. There may be some chicanery involved. You, you never know with Earl Hebner what's going to happen. I mean, if you think about it, he screwed over Hulk Hogan yep. against Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's the, the infamous Montreal Screwjob. Yep. And all the shenanigans Earl's done in TNA and Impact Wrestling over the years. So you never know what Earl Hebner is going to show up. I mean, that guy's taken so many ref bumps over the years, too. It's not even funny. And he's in his 70s, and he's still going today. It's amazing. It, it really is. And then we have uh, Joe Doring, who's from uh, around the Gurney, Illinois area. He's taking on cash flow from OVW, so that should be pretty cool. This is going to, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of fans, they're programmed to see the AEW style, the Ring of Honor style, the guys that go 110 miles an hour. You are going to see two bulls fight to this match cash flow and joe Doring are just two guys that are going to punch kick and chop the entire match it's not going to be ugly and i'm expecting a lot of oohs and ahs out of this one yeah i got to see joe Doring against vic capri over at ssw a couple months ago now that was uh hard hitting as hell yeah and let's not forget joe Doring is a three-time triple crown all japan champion yes and and, and cash flow has been around at least 20 years you know, all, all over the area. So it's two guys that are going to fight. And this is going to be an old school crusher, Dick the Bruiser, Mad Dog Machan kind of fight. That is so awesome. And then we have a guy who just won the Chicago Style Wrestling Championship, Joey the Jet Avalon, against longtime WWE and WCW star Shannon Moore. Yeah, this match, I think, has the ability to steal the show because Joey has been hitting on all cylinders lately. And Shannon Moore, you know, he, he's been around quite a while. You know, he, you mentioned he was in WCW as part of Three Count. 
Oh. And then, of course, in WWE, he's an impact wrestling. He's been all over the place. He is in the best shape of his life. I just spoke to him this past week. He's super excited to make his Blizzard Brawl debut. And I really expect these two guys to, to live, literally tear the house down. Then they have the eight-man tag match. And this is loaded with all different types of talent. We have Dark Clouds, Tony Gunn from OVW, and the Mayan Mauler, Drew Hernandez, who I'm really, really impressed with. And they're taking on the team of TW3, Luscious Lawrence, Dustin Jackson, and a mystery partner. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's Team TW3 against Team Tony Gunn or Team Drew Hernandez. And it's a nice blend of OBW and GLCW guys. And some of the OBW guys are GLCW guys now and vice versa. And uh, this match, again, is going to be great. The Dark Clouds um, are the current OBW tag team champions. Of course, you know, they've been feuding with Cal and Dustin Jackson down in OBW. Uh, Luscious Lawrence is the current OBW Kentucky uh, champion. Uh, Tony Gunn has won everything in OBW there is to win. So it is all different kinds of styles. Looking forward to see what TW3 has up his sleeve with his mystery partner. And speaking of guns, the next match has a couple of guns involved. It's Kevin Thorne, the legendary former WWE star, and the GLCW Tag Team Champions, the Express, a couple of good friends of mine, Ryan Cross and Dr. Jeff Luxon. I am Luxon. so sorry to hear that they're good friends of yours. They're terrible human beings. Terrible people. <laughs> and then uh, they're taking on the Gun Club, uh, the two sons, Austin and Colton, and CBS 58 Milwaukee anchor Mike Kirkhoff. So how did yeah, Mike get involved? You know, Mike, um, a couple of years ago, reached out and he wanted to do an interview about Cal because he lives in the area where I run shows at Circle B in Cedarburg and uh, sat down, did a real nice piece with Cal. He's a wrestling fan from way back in the day. And he'd always like hint that it's one of his bucket list things. And I said, well, if you're serious, I'm sure we can find something for you to do. And then uh, when, that, when Blizzard Brawl, when I knew that we weren't going to have an issue with capacity or mask mandates or whatever else i'm like hey there's an opportunity here if you're interested and he for the last let's say since august he's been in the gym training uh getting himself in great shape i told him make sure he gets his cardio way up there he's been in the ring taking a few bumps learning that and uh yeah he'll be in the big six-man tag with austin and colton gunn which is super cool for me because i've known their dad for over 20 years and and, and, and billy gunn has been he's been on a bunch of blizzard brawls over the years yeah, it just makes me feel that much older knowing my kid and Billy's kids are now on the same show together. That is crazy to me. Yeah, uh, I'm probably just a few years younger than you, so yeah, I, I definitely know uh, know the age thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and you you got a, a news anchor on one side, you got a, a real estate guy on the other side. It, it's you know, be- Kevin Thorne is the X factor because he's goofy. You never know what he's going to do. It's always some type of shenanigans. I remember a few years ago when he got in the ring with. Damian Nelson, uh, my my uh, TV partner from the Pro Wrestling Report, he mm-hmm. gave him the wedgie from hell where it wiped his pancreas. <laughs> that's how hard he pulled up on his underwear. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> and then there's one more advertised match I'd like to get to. It's uh, Serena Deeb and Hollywood Haley J against ODB and Sierra. Yes. Special guest referee is the lovely and talented Linda Kay. Um, for me, this is really cool because all four women are OBW women's champions. It's 
Serena Deeb is a former OVW Women's Champion. ODB is. Kaylee and uh, Sierra is the current OVW Women's Champion. So mm -hmm. it's very cool that two different eras of OVW ladies are all going to be in the, in, in the ring together. And then, of course, you have Linda Kay, who was the ring announcer on OVW. And, of course, of, of, uh, up here in Milwaukee as well. And she'll get to be the special guest rep. So that match is going to be very exciting. Very honored to get both ODB and Serena up here. They don't do many indies at all anymore. And, of course, ODB and Serena are both former GLCW ladies champions as well. Yeah, great mix of talent, uh, young and old in that match. Special guests on the show who may not necessarily be in the ring, but you got a load of them. WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. You have Al Snow, your longtime buddy, Mr. Anderson. We have Earl Hebner, who you mentioned earlier. Maria Canellis from the uh, Chicago slash Ottawa area. D'Lo Brown, Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer Gail Kim. Doug Basham, Moose, Deborah McMichael. Rebel and AEW referee Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, it's amazing the amount of vendors that reached out and said, Hey, let's do something. And you know what? This is a great show for wrestling fans. You can get a general admission ticket for $15 to a show this big with that many names on it. And you can you can come to the show for 15 bucks. There's meet and greet opportunities. Everybody has their own, you know, fees and prices set however they want to do it. And uh, it's going to be great. I am excited. I am flattered. I'm honored that this has all come together the way it has. And, uh, you know, oh, there's also one more match. There's a, 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 a pre-show match. Okay. It is the Haystacks Ross Memorial Battle Royal. And uh, Haystacks was one of my dear, close, personal, longtime friends in wrestling. He was my first tag team partner I ever had. And, of course, we lost him last year in uh, mm -hmm. He was the king of the battle royals, you know, in Wisconsin. Well, basically everywhere. I mean, you're seven feet tall, 600 pounds. You don't lose many battle royals. Yep. So we're going to honor him as well at Blizzard Brawl. And uh, yeah, it, it is a wrestling fans dream show on uh, Saturday, December 4th. I assume it's probably mostly a lot of your local uh, talent in that battle royal. Uh, pretty much. I mean, again, I'm getting a lot of people reaching out that just want to be a part of it. So I have no idea at the end of the day who will all be in the Battle Royal, but uh, it's going to be interesting and pretty exciting for everyone to see. All right, good stuff. Um, my question to you is, uh, you've been doing this probably close to 25 years. Um, it has what is been your, 25 years. Yeah, what is your secret in getting so many big names to come to your shows over the years? You know what it is for me? And it's something that my dad taught me early on. Everything is about a relationship, you know, in business and life, whatever it is, you know, it's all about trust and honoring your word and so on and so forth. I mean, I'll be honest, I've been around, I'm now the old guy, which is again, weird for me. Um, and I don't know. I've just always said, I've brought somebody in, it's always been what they were expecting. Um, and I've worked with so many different people. It's just word of mouth. I mean, when, when I have guys, that, you know, when Gene Oakland was alive or King Kong Bundy, they were my references. And then Al Snow and Kevin Nash. I mean, I, you know, it's to the point where um, because I've been around so long and with the Blizzard Brawl brand, and then, of course, the shenanigans party at WrestleMania, I've gotten to meet just about everybody. And, uh, of course, the power of social media, that, that makes it as well. But, uh, you know, what? I've been very blessed, very lucky. I have had a great um, learning tree to sit under and a great inner circle in the business and uh, a lot of good friends that have always had my back. So how did you get into professional wrestling all those years ago? 
so I used to have a, a store in Milwaukee called Hero Sport Page. It was in Shorewood. And um, it was a Bucks and Brewers and Packers and, you know, a trading card store. But I was always a wrestling fan. And then um, ESPN Radio came in and they were looking to look for, obviously, more advertisers on their station. And we spoke and they saw that I had a little uh, section of wrestling figures, you know. They're like, hey, wrestling's big, you know. Have you ever thought about doing something wrestling? I go, I would love to. And at the time, I would read the dirt sheets, yep. the observer and all that. And they says, well, hey, why don't you come on and do like a 10-minute segment on ESPN Radio Milwaukee? And we called it Hero Squared Circle Report. So I did that for a little while. Word got out that there was a wrestling store in Milwaukee. Um, Rich Finky, who wrestled locally as Dr. Cadaver and Colonel Corruption, came in my store one day and said, hey, ever think about getting in the wrestling business and promoting shows? I'm like, I want to. And uh, that's how Great Lakes Championship Wrestling was born. It was uh, right place, right time. I had, of course, it was a great marriage because Rich and Trevor Adonis, they understood the independent wrestling scene. I knew nothing at that time, but I had the ability with my store to promote the shows on television and radio. So it worked out great. And then after a few years of me just sitting back and listening, you know, I wasn't involved, you know, I would just promote. I decided, you know, hey, it's time for me to start doing this on my own. And I guess they could say the rest is history. Yeah. And that was a good time that you started that store too. That's right around attitude oh, era. That's a Monday night. That, Wars was, era. that was 1996 to 2000. Yep. And it was so great back then. One of my shows we were going to have, we we're supposed to have Luna Vashon on the show. And I love Luna. I miss her daily, you know, uh, may her memory be eternal. And she wound up having going to rehab at that point. And I called up Jim Cornette who was talent relations for WWE. And I go, Jim, Luna's, I go, is Luna really in rehab? He's like, yeah. I go, I need somebody. He goes to me, well, damn, Dave, how about Gilbert? He's the current Cruiserweight champ. I'm like, you'll let me get Gilbert on my show? Like, he's on TV, you know, as their champ. And he was super over at the time. I'm like, yeah. please. So I think it was 600 or 700 bucks to bring in Dwayne Gill. I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. And we brought in Dwayne Gill as Gilbert. We had got eight to nine hundred people in the building just for Gilbert. That's amazing. That was it. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a supercar where we, you know, like and wrestling was so hot back then. I mean, I, I used my store as a way of building the business. I went from being 10% pro wrestling to then buying direct from WWF and WCW. I was buying direct from both companies, their t-shirts, their hats, their their DVDs, uh, VHS tapes, whatever. I, I was buying directly from them. So an amazing time. I could do no wrong. It was basically a license to print money at the time. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I wish I could jump back in the time machine just to see that. that uh, well, cool. it's crazy because, you know, Cal, you know, he's, all, he's always been a wrestling fan. And then when he would see the picture, like, the Rock did an appearance at my store. I think I paid him three grand for three hours back in 1999. You know, that's unheard of nowadays. You know, so um, it was it was a great time. I was blessed. Again, timing was everything. It was all about the relationships. Uh, my cousin, Jack Koshik at the time, he worked for WWE um, as the local promoter. And I got in really good with Mike Lima and Zane Bresloff. 
out of WCW. And we were just able to create magic basically every month when those companies were in town. Yeah, I, mean, I bet you The Rock now be about $3,000 a minute. <laughs> uh, if, if not every 10 seconds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, going back, circling back to Cal, um, he's been in the business working maybe three to four years now. What do you think about his development? You know, uh, it's been three years and I'm, a, I'm so proud and I'm so amazed. And the best thing he ever did was to pick up and move down to Louisville, Kentucky and OBW wrestling. Um, it's no secret. Everyone knows Al Snow. He's more like my brother than my best friend. And Cal lives with him. So he's getting a Harvard education in psychology and wrestling theory. Uh, his coach is Doug Basham. Um, the, formerly of the Basham brothers yep. and you know he's in the ring three to four sometimes five times a week and he is learning the craft and he's learning how to work television matches and about timing and, and and just the psychology and you know him and I will be talking about matches you know he'll call me on his way to OBW TV and he'll call me on his way home or from the shows whatever else and the way he explains things to me I'm like man he knows more than I do he gets it I mean, he understands and he's very proud and he's very passionate and he's put in the work. I mean, when he first started, I told him, I said, kid, you are going to have a bullseye on your front and your back because everyone's going to say, oh, your daddy got you those opportunities. And that may be true, but here's the thing. If he sucked and he wasn't good, they wouldn't keep inviting him back. Yep. So he's definitely putting in the work. He's transformed his body. Um, he invest in his appearance in his gimmick you know he's the fanny pack kid there's no question about it and uh just super proud i mean i'm excited for his future and like i told him when he started i go i don't care if you do this for two days two weeks two months two years this is your journey you're not doing this for me i've already done what i've wanted to do this is your life and i want you to be happy and proud doing your thing and this is the path he wants right now yeah and he is definitely well on his way. We've already yeah. seen him on AEW Dark a few times, and uh, he's been outstanding. Um, he's got a bright future ahead, that's for sure. Yeah, and again, but like I said, and I, would, and I tell this to everyone in independent wrestling, if you're just going to work in that 40 or 60 miles around your house, you're not going to get better. You have to go out and get experience. And, you know, Al Snow and Doug Basham, have made a living doing this in professional wrestling. They both went to WrestleMania. They both main evented pay-per-views. And um, it's like, hey, if you're gonna, if you want to do this, you know, you got to invest and you got to like say, okay, I'm on my way. You know, yeah. So that's what I tell everybody: uh, Joey Avalon, Sierra, uh, Coda Jacobs, um, the Wanderer. They've all made their ways down to OBW in the last year, and they've picked up something new and something great. I mean, right now, Sierra, she's the women's champion over there. Uh -huh. Just opportunities. And to be on that TV every week, you never know who's going to see it. So take advantage of those opportunities whenever they come along. Absolutely. And a couple more things before I let you go. I usually have all my guests talk about their social media, merchandise, and whatever upcoming events you may have. So go ahead. You have the floor. You know what? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at David Hero. There's two R's with H-E-R-R-O. Instagram is the David Hero. Somebody else took it on this, so I'm not going to be the. 
And then, of course, everything is at Blizzard Brawl on Twitter, Instagram. The website is blizzardbrawl.com. Super easy to find. And, uh, yeah, always looking for some good banter online. Indeed. Um, one more time to promote Blizzard Brawl, and that's coming up in less than two weeks. It's Saturday night, December the 4th, Waukesha County Expo Center. Again, it's just outside Milwaukee. Bell time is 7 o'clock. Doors at 5 all kinds of former WWE impact AEW stars, OVW, GLCW, you name it. They're going to be there. Uh, tickets are running out. So uh, Dave, one more time, let everybody know where they can get their tickets. The best and only place to go right now is blizzardbrawl.com. All we have left are second row balcony seats. Those are $25 and our general admission. Um, it's $15 in advance, or you're going to pay 20 bucks at the door. There's a very good chance there will be no more GAs when you get to the door. I know that there's under 115, I think, left total right now. So it's going to be a great show. I cannot wait. I hope it's packed. The weather's supposed to be in the 40s, so that's fantastic because there will be no snow. We don't need to have a shoot blizzard at Blizzard Brawl. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. I hope everyone can come out. All right, David, thank you so much for coming on Windy City Slam Podcast. We'll catch you down the line. All right, thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks to David Hero for coming on this week to talk Blizzard Brawl and GLCW and wrestling around the Milwaukee area. Very exciting guest. Dave is an awesome guy, and I implore you, this is a huge show, lots of talent from many big promotions, lots of legends as well, so if you don't have your ticket yet for Waukesha for December 4th, I implore you to go to blizzardbrawl.com and get them now, because they're going to run out soon, and this is going to be a sellout show, so check out Blizzard Brawl on December the 4th. All right. Next week, we will welcome another first-time guest. He's the man behind Second Wrestling, a brand-new promotion running out of the north suburbs. He's Rabbi Jeremy Fine, and we'll talk about their debut event called Creation on Sunday, December the 12th, and a whole lot more. You're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.